Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, We've got two players fronting the judiciary tonight. We've got uh, a player, former captain of the Titans, sacked over vaping and having his phone in a dressing room, uh, we thought, what better time just to have a quiet uh, chat about <laughs> rugby league? <laughs> one of them, he is one of the most authoritative voices uh, in the game. Uh, former top leading referee, administrator over four decades, uh, chair of the match review committee, ran English Super League for a, a long, long time. Greg McCallum, a very good morning to you. We've got Greg on the line. I can hear him on the line. Greg, good morning to yes, you, mate. I'm here. Uh, we've good got morning, Alfred. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, it's just been a, a quiet 48 hours or so <laughs> in the game that we love. Well, the only rugby league can produce this drama, kind of week, week after week. But this is a significantly um, uh, crucial weekend because it's you know one of the weekends shortly after Origin, and every decision that's made on and off the field is critical. And uh, the run into the finals, and I think this weekend was the start of <clears throat> what will be a very hectic period in the game. Yeah, so hopefully not this hectic, Greg. Um, where do you live now, Greg? I'm in Lawson in the Blue Mountains, so I'm oh, a bit detached from, uh, from that um, centre of Sydney, but um, certainly up here on uh, Sunday afternoon, I was as interested as in anybody else with the, uh, the match involving the Cowboys and the Tigers and, of course, the, um, that frantic last minute of play. So what's your take? My take is uh, pretty similar to what the league came out with yesterday, although I'm still a bit confused about the, the full-time... Mm-hmm. aspect in terms of when um, a challenge can be made. I think what's confused most people is that to most people, a decision wasn't made on the field for it to be challenged. I think that's the question that everybody's asking. Um, obviously, had it been the other way around and, and a, a penalty had been awarded against the Tigers, if they had a challenge left, which I, I don't think they did, um, then it would have been more clear-cut. But the fact that there wasn't a decision made on the field has confused people. Um, certainly, if it would taken one second longer to take the kick or whatever, we wouldn't have had it because mm. play would have come back to halfway and the referee would have blown full-time and we wouldn't have had that situation. But we've had it. And, um, yeah, look, the outcome wasn't good. Um, totally agree with the NRL's decision that it was wrong. Um, I thought it was wrong when I saw it because um, it was clear that it was a tactic by Kyle Felt. He ran at the Tigers player. Um, Even though the Tigers player was running back towards the ball, he's entitled to do that. I don't think he took his running. So the decision uh, toward the penalty by the bunker was wrong. And I think that's going to hurt um, the game for some time. Hey, talk of legal ramifications. Uh, Boy, that opens a Pandora's box if that happens. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think they've got the grounds to make those. Um, in the old days, if there was a, a breach of, of the laws of the game in terms that there was a technical issue, a captain had to make a complaint on the field and uh, then the league would look at it afterwards. Now, that only happened 
handful of times in 100 years. So I don't think the Tigers will get much joy uh, out of this. Um, but the supporters, sponsors and everybody else in the game, um, you know, have been damaged by it. And I suppose what you can hope for is it doesn't happen again. But with the bunker, um, we, we didn't think we'd be in this position. We didn't think the bunker would cause uh, these issues or throw up these problems. We thought that the bunker was there to sort everything out. Yeah, yeah we'll sort a lot out. Probably not sort everything out, Greg, but the, it has corrected 360 decisions this year. Is uh, You know, are we at our best decision-making stage of the game that we've ever been at? You'd like to think we were in, but the stats are a bit alarming. I, I heard that yesterday and I was a bit alarmed by those statistics. Mm. Um, I think the processes are the issue. I think, you know, we talk about process all the time in every aspect of sport these days, but you know, the process of getting uh, a decision being reviewed by the bunker that basically needs a human element, a judgment call yeah. in it, um, as you say, is not going to give 100% all the time. And that's mm. you know probably where we're sitting at the moment. But look, there are a lot of decisions that are made by the bunker these days. Some people suggest there may be too many. Um, when the bunker was first, or the video referee was first brought in in the UK, back in the mid-90s, it was never designed to be like this. If I'd taken this, and I was involved in, it, in England at the time, if I'd taken this footage and shown it to the people in England that were making the decision on whether we were having the video referee or not, I would have been put on the first plane back to Australia. Yeah. Mm. I just wouldn't have accepted it. And I think we've got to... Look, I'm not in favour of the people who say we'll blow the bunker up and get rid of it. We need to have it, but we've just got to get it right. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of these things that causes great frustration on people. You might have uh, already sit, been a part of a bunker... But whilst it gets bagged, it's sometimes the hardest job, I reckon. You, you've got to have a fast knowledge and interpretation of the rule, and then you've got to deal with technology that uh, has got to deliver the message quickly. Correct. And you're not in charge of that technology. No. There are other people that are running yeah. that technology. It is. I did it in one game in a test match in the UK, and it's like... Um, who wants to be a millionaire? You know, yeah. it, all the focus <laughs> comes on you, the lights go down, yeah. and, and there you are. You're, it's you making the decision, and you're very conscious of that decision-making. Mm. And, uh, yeah, look, it is. It's a tough gig. Um, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, and I, and I congratulate the people that do it, but yeah. it is really challenging to, uh, to have all of that pressure on you, particularly in a match-defining decision. You know, yeah. we don't get those all the time, but we had one on Sunday, and uh, I can only imagine the pressure that would have been on him. Hey, mate, bigger picture, and, I mean, we were talking about Ashley Klein, who was who refereed the three Origin games this year. So, yeah. you know, the, the most respected... Did a great whistle- job, too. Yeah, he's the most respected whistleblower we've got right at the moment. Bigger picture, and Heald's brought it up, uh, and he's, he's got a gloves-off segment that we run up here. Um, just, yeah. you know, whether the, have they lost confidence, our officiators? And, I mean, you know, the AFL said that they're, what, they're 600 umpires down through the junior ranks, etc. Are people just not wanting to be... Officials anymore because of of the the, you know, the potential abuse that they cop. There is a drop off. There's no doubt about it. But you know, I suppose you've got to take COVID uh, into mm. that situation and availability of officials throughout um, New South Wales, Queensland in particular. And um, look, I don't think so. I think the systems that are in place are, are still giving young people confidence to come into refereeing, and I think it's really important that we continue to. Um, you know, admit that there are um, issues uh, like last Sunday at the, the top level, but we've got to 
pull that back and really show people that being part of the game as a, as a rugby league referee is, is a very enjoyable and very rewarding sport. And we can't lose sight of that. And Ian, you're, you're correct. You've got to keep um, you've got to keep everything in perspective. And yes, big mistake Sunday, but the bigger issue is a wider involvement in the game of rugby league. And there are many young females in particular who are taking up the whistle these days. Yeah. It's great to see, and uh, particularly with um, women in league round coming up this weekend, it's a, a, the right time to suggest to people that you know, being involved in rugby league at any level is a great uh, occupation. Yeah. Let's not sit here and do the entire 10 or 15 minutes of sticking the boot in, mate. What do you like about the modern day game? Oh, I like the, the athleticism of the players. You know, I think I've just done an article for a book that's coming out um, about NRL 25 years, and I spoke about some of the rule changes. Um, obviously, the bunker has been a major um, rule change. The two referees, then back to one referee, but removing the corner post has been in yeah, touch. Yeah, has been yeah. the, the greatest rule change that's been made. And to see some of those players just basically <laughs> fly through the air, and, and they take off from yeah. two or three metres out and still get the ball down. I think that's remarkable. And I think the athleticism of the players is the key thing. Um, what I, what If you ask me what I don't like, I don't like the manipulation of the rules by players and coaches, I think. Yeah, well, they're, 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 they're the coached, the aren't they, to do it? They are, they're coached. You can't blame the players. You've got to mm. blame the coaches. But around the play-the-ball area, the play-the-ball in the game of rugby league is the most critical thing. Mm. You've got to have a balance between defence and attack. And uh, and I think the defence has just dominated the game. And that causes you know, players to, to rush into things. And the game's probably not as smooth as it could be in playing out the six tackles um, because the defence is probably interfering too much. What what do you reckon? They're, they're great points. I'm, I'm going to take you back to refereeing. Would you have three or four you know, absolute <clears throat> basics of refereeing that will, you know, allow you to be a good performer? Oh, I've got to be able to communicate. People have got to know what you're on about on the field. And, yep. You know, it comes back to, to the use of the whistle, the um, signals that you give, your, your verbal communication. Now, that's probably the key. And you've got to understand the rules. And I think where we've got a bit complicated over the last um, 10 years or so is that there used to be a rule book that everyone had possession of and but now there's an interpretation i think those interpretations are really um making people struggle to understand the rules and and that's one area that i think we can improve on as well um being able to read the game is important to understand and and again things happen on the field that i think the referee could deal with perhaps some of those obstructions that get sent to the bunker Mm. are best delivered by the referee because the referee is on the field he understands yeah the angles that are being run, and sometimes the view from up above doesn't really give a clear cut. Yeah, Do, um, understanding of that. Does um, it annoy you? And also, oh, yeah, keep going. Go on, no, no. Yeah. Does it annoy you that the referee tends to coach now? They they coach the players to hold, hold, just penalise them, yeah. and don't split <laughs> yeah. the mark. You markers don't split. The, the, the confidence levels there, uh, you know, they're going out of their way not to be in control of the game. Well, yes, and that and that comes down to, I think, the confidence of the referee to be able to um, control them. But again, it's not them that's making the decision. They're being coached into that yeah. style of referee. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone enjoys listening to the referee talk all the way through the game. In fact, I turn the volume down myself sometimes. <laughs> but um, 
We've got to understand that they're, they're a product of their coaching, the same as the players are a product of their coaching. Yeah. You know, the referees are being coached in a certain direction. Um, referees in the past, you go back to the 60s and early 70s, referees didn't speak to players at all. No. And, uh, get out of there, no seven. Familiarity. Yep. That's it. And it was all about numbers then. You're right. It's, uh, the game has changed a lot for the better and sometimes not for the better. And I think that's sort of where it sits at the moment. Hey, it's great to get your perspective. I mean, there's no more respected uh, name in the game than you, mate, and uh, you've been doing it for over 40 years. So I really appreciate your take on it. There's a lot of negatives coming out of a you know a game like that from Sunday, but you've put it in perspective for us today. We, we really appreciate you giving us your time. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Greg. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can catch Patton Heels for breakfast, 693 SENQ, every weekday morning from 6 o'clock. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.